Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Dundalk. With over 150 new and used cars to choose from, along with the full Renault commercial van range and finance arranged within the hour, there's never been a better time to visit Blackstone Motors in a Relief Road Dundalk. You're very welcome to a very special late lunch on this International Women's Day. And I am going to start with a man today because I do want to wish somebody all the very best. Jimmy Dooley, he's well known in the world of soccer, follows Drawhead United all over the country. He's in hospital and was taken to hospital last evening. And I just want to wish Jim all the very best, all his friends. And I am thinking of him today and we wish him a speedy recovery, Jim. And uh, hopefully Drogheda will do it for you tonight in Limerick. You won't be there, I know, but we're thinking of Jim Dooley and his family this afternoon. Now, we have lots of chat organised today. Of course, round women on the show. Women with opinions are in and we have lots to talk about. But I also have gentlemen that I'm going to be speaking to through the show, talking about a woman in their life that has made a significant difference. So we have a lovely lineup for you today. Leon Blanche is here from Boyle Sports as usual to preview the weekend sport after three. And Fred Cook, can we keep him dancing on Dancing with the Stars? He's in the final five. We need your help. Stay with us on that one. But first today, as has been our want on late lunch each year in the last few years for International Women's Day, I have selected a woman to be my Woman of the Year, and this year it is for 2019. There were so many, and there are so many, come to us on late lunch that I could have selected, and all would be worthy. But one stood head and shoulders for me this year above everybody else. She's an oncology nurse, a single mum, a DJ, a radio personality, a homelessness campaigner, a woman who has financial worries hanging over every single day, and the prospect of losing the roof over her head. I am delighted to welcome back to Late Lunch, my woman for 2019, Tracy Hanby. Tracy, good to see you. Wow. (laughs) Is that really me? (laughs) That really is you. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. Thank you very much. I like I you had kind of given me a little hint, but I was like, nah, nah, nah. I couldn't possibly be woman of the year for the Northeast. Yes, it is. Because look at those things I mentioned there. Holy God almighty. And you have all that to juggle in your life every single day. And most recently, I will bring listeners back. I, we remember talking to you on the picket line with the nurses when yeah. they were out on the streets as well, telling us uh, from your heart how you felt as a nurse and what nurses should be looked after financially and have better conditions in their workplaces and congratulations you won did i did well, we well <laughs> i know i know i know there is a question mark but i'll tell you what you did you put that veradka 
and his Minister for Health as well in their place because they were blanking you at one mm. stage. You are in negotiations now. And you know, Tracy, I don't have to tell you, in every dispute, you don't really get everything you You don't want. always win. No, mm. I know that and I appreciate that. But to be fair, it's the Labour Court that really did the moving and mm. shaking on this. But look, that's a whole different show in itself. It and I'm not going to go in because as you just introduced, opinionated people. I have a lot of opinions and a lot to say. But look, you know, we did our absolute best and I have to say uh, the woman who saved the bus driver's life has really come to the fore Mm. and to me and even your honour today as a nurse an oncology nurse you're actually highlighting women nurses who actually do their day to day and don't actually boast about it and just get on with it and like that we do actually save lives and I don't think we appreciate that Mm as much either because we're so busy in our day to day and I want to give a big shout out to St Luke's Radiation Oncology Centre all the girls I think are tuned in apparently they have a little uh, alarm set to listen in live so if you're all listening I'm so proud of you you're a great bunch and you're a great team I'm very blessed to look uh, to work with you and it's funny how I got that job was actually through my mum's cancer as well so it's amazing that that happened. Tell me more. Tell me more about that story. Oh, there's lots. <laughs> I'm. It's it's a very unique one. Mom was in for a very first appointment. Mentioned that I was actually starting to look for a new nursing job, and sure enough, Noreen got wind of that. Needed a nurse. Sat down beside me, and before I knew, before I even realised, I've been interviewed for a job. And I've been there three and a half years, heading into four years, and that's the same timeline of my mom's recovery from her cancer. What's your mum's name? My mum is Anne Hamby and I want to give her a big shout out. She's probably the most inspirational woman now in my life. And she's had a tough, she's had a tough couple of years. Mm. But she has really, I have to say this, she's my woman of the year. I'm very proud of her. She's joined the ICA. She uh, was a volunteer for um, the dogs. God, what would you call them? Volunteer dogs going into nursing home with our little dog. I, I know. They're dogs that, they're like actually uh, the guide dog, but they're but exactly. dogs for sensory, for yes. children with yes. Uh, yes. challenging Yes, so needs. she did this as well. She Everything she sets her mind on doing, she actually achieves. And she's really growing in the last two years. And I have to commend her. She's my inspiration. And we say hello to you today. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to say you should be here with your daughter as well. But she told me that you chickened out. <laughs> at the last minute but anyway we forgive you for that Anne and we wish you well being an oncology nurse in a way is it a privilege to be in there with people at a challenging and difficult stage of their lives oh absolutely it's the most vulnerable moment of their life Unfortunately, one in three of us will have cancer. But the positive to that is we're now surviving cancer. So it's not just the big, scary black hole that it used to be. There's a lot more positivity. But we are part of their journey at that time, the most vulnerable time. So we befriend them. And then we do see them in follow up. So they regularly see us when they come back to visit. And they always have big smiles on their face because they remember how important we were at the time. We're their advocate and we help them through a difficult time. Mm. So it is an honour. And out you were, I will come back to that again, you stood shoulder to shoulder with your colleagues and you made your case so well. Let's move on from that and talk a little bit about you because we have interacted many times, especially in recent years, about your situation and your home because... Tell them, you are a single mum at this stage. So I'm a single mum. I'm eight years separated, soon to be divorced at some point for the insolvency proceedings that are going to be taking place at the end of April 
onwards. So it's an eight year journey to get to this point. But I felt at the time, the reason why I'm so outspoken about it was because I felt, am I the only woman in this situation? Surely not. And there's actually one test case ahead of me who's kind of made a precedent, but there's going to be an awful lot more. So I felt I had uh, one, I had a voice, which I have to be very grateful to both you and Padder Tobin for helping me find that voice and champion other women going forward, single moms in difficult situations and even the whole role of insolvency. Uh, I'm not sure the outcome. It's a very on. Uh, I don't know what's ahead. It's it's going to evolve the way it's going to evolve. But I, I implore anyone else in the similar circumstances, please, please, please don't bury the head in the sand. Don't hide. Don't run. Just talk to someone, even if it's even if it's me. I have no problem with people making contact with me. Many have since being outspoken. So if I help one person, then sure, I'm doing the job. I'll never forget your speech on the big homelessness. Now, there have been a number, but the, the big rally, the first oh, one stop, there in Dublin yes. from the platform and, and what you said. And really, you did pour out from your heart. You are find yourself in this difficult situation because your former husband, this is no secret, uh, parted you and him. We parted went ways. Your ways. You have your daughter, your lovely daughter. My 11-year-old Cloda. And you look after Cloda. I look after her Monday to Friday, so yes. you know. And the, she goes to her dad And then at the every weekend goes to her dad. Okay, but you're left carrying the financial can with the mortgage on the house alone. Is that right? Yes, I pay 100% of the mortgage. So I'm actually paying on his behalf. That's the And the is difficult. his name still on the deal It is, the and that's the complication that I find myself in. And... Um, it's in arrears. It's quite a lot of money in arrears. I'm not, I, my pride is gone here. I talk very openly about this situation because I know there's other people listening and I know I might connect with one person. So it's a, it, it sounds awful, but it's 500,000, uh, well, no, it's 400,000 debt now and 70,000 arrears. So yes, half a million. Hey, Who'd have thought? And here you are on a single nurse's salary trying to service that debt and pay that debt and keep the payments up. Yes, and I am. What's the prospects at this hearing that's coming up when the house is in question? What happens with it? The house is worth 250,000. So that's a differential of 250,000, say. So it's all about money and uh, statistics and how much I'm actually financially worth right now. How much of a risk am I to put on? Is she going to be able to turn this around? Is there, if we write her off a percentage, is she going to be able to service that debt? It really is like that. Like I'm doing a pension, would you say an audit? We're, um, We're working out how much I am worth and potentially will be worth that retirement. Now, at this stage, I'm wondering whether I have to work till I'm 80 to get (laughs) any decent life in the future. But I mean, that's what it is. That's what it boils down to. And only a judge is going to be able to say, no, hold up, bank. You are being very harsh and you haven't accepted the proposal. And this is what's on the on the table. And actually, she might have a reasonable offer here. So it really is all down to the judge at the end of the day. So you have an offer prepared and you have a situation that you're going to put to the judge in the court and say, Your Honour, this is what I can do. Yep. And I want to keep this roof over my head for my daughter, Claude well, and myself. Well, it's my daughter's house. Yes. It's her future yeah. and she's got to go to college, hopefully. And if the house is secured in the future, it's her house, actually. Mm. That's how I see it. It's not like if both of us are on 
the deeds at the house and he remains on the deed and that's that's potential too that he never comes off the deed well it automatically should then fall to her to your daughter but here's the thing he has to contribute he's not being made to do anything and that's the way the law is at this current moment. There is no law for bad behaviour. And I'm sorry whether he likes it or not. It is bad behaviour because he has a responsibility to keep a roof over his child's house, roof or head. And you're actually saying to me today that if he became involved in this future scenario through a court situation, you'd go with that? Well, he kind of is involved and he kind of has... Uh, but surely he cannot... He could, can could take that house if... if you know, if he really, if he won the lotto. Yes. He has a, he has a stake in But the house. point I'm making is, should he not be part of any agreement, uh, you know, to contribute now beyond this hearing? But he hasn't been to date. So it's a very difficult. It this is, is difficult, why. Yeah. I'm no, no judge, I have to say this that. This is why the judge is the arbitrator in this mm. situation mm. that I but, find But myself. you have done your very best. I remember you telling me how much you had left at the end of a week after paying this mortgage on yeah, your own. What was it? What had you one week? It was pittance. So I did the maths. Uh, why did I have to do the maths? I did the maths. Anyway, I uh, literally function on a wage of two grand per annum. So I don't know how I'm doing it, but I am doing it. I'm juggling. Um and finding means and ways and I keep myself busy and I might be lucky I might get a, a DJ gig yeah. and it's usually for people I know I'm not uh, working on the side in case the old taxman gets excited there is no money to go for um, but I'm, being, I'm very lucky to have the support of very good people mm. and I'm managing to function and have done for eight years I don't know how I've done it I sit here just stuck to the chair again to think that here is a woman, an oncology nurse, who loves what she does, who helps other people every day in vulnerable situations, as we said, and all she's left with in a year is €2,000. That's why I was on the picket line. <laughs> I can understand. Like, it's not a it's wage. Horrendous. It's not a living wage. It's never really been reviewed in all the times... Like if you look at the wage structure, it's like a five hundred euro increase per an, uh, per annum, yeah. Um, and then you have to you have to climb the ladder to get anywhere in nursing and do a lot of college courses. Mm. But, I'm, but that figure, I'm just after working out in my head, is forty euro a week. Yeah, that's what you have left after you pay all after your bills. Everything you pay your mortgage, yeah. pay your electricity, pay your heat, yeah. fuel, food. I think that money looks after food. How do, you, how do you keep I, how do you keep smiling the way you do? How do you stay positive? How do you get up every day and say, "I'm getting out there well, and doing the I'm best go- I can"? I'm not going to curl up in a ball and feel sorry for myself. And I've an 11 year old to be responsible for, so that's that's my driving force. Is just get up and get on with it. Well, actually, God, now that I said that, that's my dad speaking. <laughs> that would be pretty much probably where the drive comes. My dad at one point had two mortgages and I think three jobs. And that's what he had to do to keep his family going. So, And he'd always say to me when I come in in the evening, uh, have you not got another job to go to? He just wanted me constantly working. That's probably where I get my work ethic. I just get up, get on with it, find means and ways to survive. You understand now, don't you, listening to me today, oh why I've picked this wonderful <laughs> woman. Don't you? People do understand. They're listening to me. They're listening to us talking today. 
no better woman to be my woman of the year for 2019 on this day. Tracy Hanby is a late lunch LMFM woman of the year on this International Women's Day and she's with me on the show. Don't be talking. <laughs> you are, you are. And listen, if you'd like to comment, we have comment coming to us. Just remind you of the numbers if you want to say anything about this wonderful woman. 086-1800-658. That's the text or WhatsApp number. 086-1800-658. And across social media as well. And of course, if you want to call in, it's 1850-715-958. Olive has been on to us to say, Hi, Jerry. I'm just so delighted that Tracy has got this title of Woman of the Year on Late Lunch. What a wonderful woman she is. I hope she gets everything she wishes for in the years ahead. And that comes in from oh, Olive this lovely, afternoon. Olive. Another listener onto me here saying, Oh, Jerry, talk about a good choice. This woman is a wonderful example to us all. She's a great, strong, determined lady. Thank you, whoever you are, whoever sent that lovely message in about Tracy Hanby to us this afternoon. Come back to your dad, because I want to mention him uh, this afternoon. And his name was again? David Hanby. David Hanby. He's, I've always got this. You carry him with you all the time. He's with you always, yes? Now the emotion. (laughs) He is, isn't he? Yeah. I know this is, and, and I'm, I'm sorry for bringing it up again, but I know how much he meant to you and he passed suddenly and... It's been very, very difficult without him because he was a huge part of our family and we really didn't realise how big until he was gone. And it's taken probably this long for us to all be able to celebrate tonight. Well, actually, we had a lovely Christmas celebration. I must thank my family. I had the most beautiful Christmas day with my family up in my brother's house. We had such a lovely time. We even fell asleep early on the couch watching telly and stuff but we didn't care. It was just lovely. We really had an amazing Christmas and unfortunately he died at Christmas so Christmas is very difficult but you know it's taken a long time to find some peace with his loss even though he was 78. He was going to go you know I don't know why we thought he was invincible but you know he we're very proud of him and we're very proud. I'm very proud of him. I'm very pr- proud of the strong man. And both my parents have made me who I am today. So it's really them who've created me. Absolutely. And you carry that torch so strongly. <laughs> I know he's looking down here at the minute and he is proud of you, I am sure, as well. You know, I mentioned all those aspects to your life as well. Dundalk FM, your show there, DJing, you know, working in oncology, your daughter, or what hangs over you as well. There's never a day, is there? And I come back to this again, that you say, oh, come on, let's have a break from this. Oh, there always is. No, there always is. There's always moments, um, probably when I'm on my own. And that's why I keep super busy. I don't stop to think but there is always moments where you start dwelling and mulling over things. But I snap myself back out of it because I know it's a dark hole. And I know a lot of other people have gone down that dark hole and unfortunately are no longer with us. So, you know, I have to be very well aware that mental health is so important and there's so much you can do for mental health yourself. And if there's one message I give you, please listen to music. Music is so healing. Music is the thing that I turn to and has created the journey that I find myself on. So that was the very starting point of everything that we are talking about today is just merely listening to music, going out to live music and creating the whole Gigs Ireland persona that I have. So that's one thing you can do. Exercise is another thing. And 
talking to people, having having someone that you can actually open up and talk to. Now, I have to admit, I'm not the best in the world for that. But there are certain people in my life that I'm able to do that with. And I, I applaud you all today for listening to me going on and on and on. Oh, you're not going on at all. So we're intrigued by what you're talking about. You I'm talking about myself, Jerry. Yes. This is the weirdest thing ever. I know. <laughs> I, I, it may be for you, but it, it is so interesting and touching for people to listen to your story. And inspirational. That's what I call you. You're a real inspiration to me and so many others. Now, John was on from Navin and he wants to wish you, Tracy, all the luck for the future and a very happy International Women's Day and says, you are so deserving of this award. Award. Thank you, John. And he said, best of luck to you too, Jerry. <laughs> Just a little fo- footnote there. Anyway, on this day, I, I, I have something here for you. Have a oh look. Oh, my here. God. I'm so embarrassed. What's coming in the door oh my to God. you here? Come on. Oh, thank you very those, much. Those oh. are for you. And thank our you Louise, very, very our Louise is just bringing them in. And Helena Mullins is here with us as well. And Thanks, all this Selena. is going And you look beautiful. I love your dress, Selena. <laughs> <laughs> I see red as a common theme today. <laughs> well, look, those flowers are oh for you. Oh, my God, they're amazing. And I want to give you this uh, as well from me because this is from the beautiful new Village Hotel in Bettystown oh, County. Me, right? the lights. And that's uh, from me and the village. That's an oh overnight stay. Oh my God, thank two, you. Two people there and uh, uh, some of I'll them. I'll have to find a plus one. <laughs> oh my God, the pressure. <laughs> oh, thank Can you. Can I tell you after today they're queuing up out there. And one more little thing. Oh, Hold on. No. I'm sure we couldn't let This is go. so funny. Uh, and I'm off chocolate for Lent. Oh, Can well, you believe it? The girls will be laughing at me going, ah. So I'll, I, that's my motivation to stay off chocolate and have it at the end of Lent. Well, there you are. <laughs> keep, them, keep them for that time. Can I give you something, oh, no. Jerry? Don't embarrass me. Come no, on. No, I have to. And it's so funny. Chocolate to chocolate. <laughs> I went with the Irish chocolate, Lily O'Brien's. <laughs> lovely, Thank lovely. you so much for no, all your support. And giving all. me a voice. Not at all. And look at all the sparkles on the card. <laughs> I love them. I love them. It's a bit of gold there. Oh, absolutely. But look, it's only a small gesture from us here to say to you that, you know, those times, and we talked about them a moment ago, when you are sitting there alone thinking, don't ever feel alone. Just understand that there are lots of people out there with you all the way and always with you and encouraging you and supporting you no matter what comes or goes. And just think of those thoughts if it ever, you know, dawns on you that you are feeling like that at any stage. I'm honoured to be your Woman of the Year. Well, we're honoured to have you as our Woman of the Year as well. And uh, I want to wish you all good wishes for the weeks ahead and that everything goes well for you. We pray for that uh, when you go into court and uh, let, let the judge really look on your case with kindness and compassion. Thank you. Tracy Hanby, thank you. My Woman of the Year 2019. Ah! <laughs>
Women with opinions. Of course we had to have them today, being International Women's Day. And we have a, a an interesting mix on the show today because I'm delighted to welcome back two women with opinions, Kira Buck. She hasn't been with us in a, a couple of goals at this stage. Betty Clark is back with us as well. Great to see you, Betty. And her a newbie with us today, making her debut on Women with Opinions, Caroline Cavanagh. Thank you. You're so welcome to the show. You're all welcome, girls. Thanks, And just to let you, you know, Jerry. we're on, uh, is it Instagram we're on today? Facebook Live. Oh, sorry, we're on Facebook Live. So we're staying with Facebook Live. Hello to everybody. You can give them away there from the studios on this International Women's Day. Makeup, let me see. Yes, yes, and yes, and Helena, yes. All looking fantastic in makeup. The only one in studio not wearing it <laughs> is yourself, Jerry. <laughs> Isn't that the great thing about radio, isn't it? For for gentlemen especially, anyway. But here, come on, let's get to the nub of this. Aer Lingus has have said, and Caroline, I'll bring you in it straight away. You might as well throw the ball in. Cabin crew don't have to wear I it posted anymore. I posted the news on Facebook, posted the news on Facebook and said, What? No makeup. That's I put in two question marks and I've been slammed on a peep saying, uh, why should they? Uh, and things like that. So people are saying it gives them the choice and people shouldn't have to be forced to wear makeup. Personally, I think Aer Lingus hostesses and my daughter was one for a few years. I think they look absolutely fantastic. They look much better than any other airline. And even my daughter worked in um, SAS and Scandinavian Airlines for a while. And they used to ask her, how come you look so good getting off the plane after work as getting on? And she said, well, that's actually part of the job description. I do believe you must look nice. You must look clean. You must look made up. You must take pride in your appearance because these people are ambassadors for Ireland. They always have been. Aer Lingus occupies a very, very high profile position in marketing Ireland abroad. And um, the only time I ever felt homesick in my life in all the travels I've done was when I went to Mass on St. Patrick's Day in St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York and there was a sea of green in front of me and I cried. Oh, I cried and I said, yes. there all the years the I've been away, Isn't that's that the only brilliant? time. Betty. Oh, I think it's wrong, Jerry. I think that, um, you know, they w- when you're travelling, you feel a wreck yourself. I always do. So it's nice to see somebody made up and looking well and fresh. And, you know, I don't want to see this bedraggled person with pimples all over the face because I'm probably that myself. You know, so no, I think if you're going to go for the job, the same as a, a receptionist, you're the first point of contact. And that's part of it. You, ha- you know, yeah, we all put on some kind of persona when you go into a job and being presentable and clean and and made up yes as part of it so no I think I think they're wrong So you would like the status quo to remain that they have to they should have to as Caroline said Absolutely Okay Buck, where is this coming from do you think? Well I think it's all about this you know um, gender neutral um, imbalance and you know that men should be doing the same thing as the women and there are male stewards as well most of them do wear makeup in fairness to them but um, and uh, they all maybe they're saying that the men can't wear makeup and the girls can't so um, so maybe they're trying to make it all that it's a choice but I think I mean this is a, a job that you have to be presentable like don't go into this job if you don't want to wear makeup I mean if I wasn't if I didn't want to be glamorous in my job I wouldn't go for a job in um, mm. in Erling because I'd be probably down in a bog cutting her turf or something do you know what I mean, I mean what are they going oh, to hold on. Next? are they going to say you don't have to wear, wear antiperspirant 
uh, as a cabin crew and leaning across people to hand out, you know, tea and coffee. Is that going to be the next thing? Yeah, you know, interesting yeah. point. Quite a lot of these male stewards now have these their eyebrows done yes. and they have tan, you know, tan, full It's kind of half man, half woman look. Yeah. You know, so you're so not I sure. They have a bit of makeup. Is I it actually me- think it's coming from that. Yeah. I that they're trying to say. Metrosexual. That, yeah. Metrosexual. Yeah. 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 That's, you know, so <laughs> it's all gone. It's gone crazy, Jerry. It is. They're trying to blend everyone to look. Yeah. They all be the looking this neutral clone alien. Yeah. <laughs> whether instead of looking like a man or looking like a woman. Yeah. So, I mean, so the general, no, not the majority, the vast majority of our girls today say, let's keep the makeup and it should be compulsory. But they can wear trousers if they want, because I would fly Delta a fair bit and and they look very nice. They have a number of different items they can wear in the uniform and a lot of them plump for the the trousers. And that's fair enough. Glamorous in a trouser suit. Absolutely. Mm, And they do look nice, but nobody in the world is as glamorous as ours, apart from maybe Emirates and... um, Ethy had they look super nice, <laughs> yeah. but I do think as a first point of contact for many many people with Ireland, I think our girls in green look and our boys, uh, metrosexual or heterosexual or whatever, they <laughs> all look sexual. great. They all yeah. look great. <laughs> whatever way you felt when you got up in the morning, <laughs> which 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 one? Are they, go- are they going to allow the male stewards to wear dresses? Oh, because no, this no, but this came in a few years <laughs> this, in. This in, is all the same. This same came crack. in in Erling, and uh, not in Erling, it's in um, RTE a number of years ago when some man campaigned that some days he wanted to feel like a, I, he I felt like a woman, and he was granted yeah. leave to wear a dress on the days that he wanted to be a woman. So is, how are we going to see our male stewards? So do you know what, Jerry might come in what, on Monday to Let me tell you, Becky, like I'm that. just thinking about it. I'll never fly again. That's it if that <laughs> happens. Anyway, let's move on on late lunch. The Michael Jackson documentary has been airing in recent nights. Uh, anybody seen it? I saw a bit of it last night and I I actually turned it off because I just said I couldn't listen to any more because, like... I think that, yes, he has been, he is guilty of, you know, sexual abuse, whatever. I think there's something, there was definitely something amiss with Michael Jackson, whether he was never given his childhood or whatever, that this all came about, that he used to want his sleepovers and all that. I don't, I honestly don't believe that he was a, I don't believe he was a predator, but I do think that the mothers of those kids are as guilty as Michael Jackson. I mean, would I let my uh, son or daughter have a sleepover with a man who was, you know, in his 30s, you know, on his own, on their own? I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, well, that's the point that's been made actually across a lot of media today because the two boys concerned, uh, James Safechuck and the other lad, Wade Robson, uh, their mums are being castigated and people Mm. are saying they're equally as culpable. Well, was was Michael Jackson guard vetted before they let them go and stay in the house? Was he? Do you know what I mean? Like, as a scout leader, as I am a scout leader, I had to be guard vetted. I've done my child protection. I've done everything. And just I wanted to get that out there today. I cannot, you know, we cannot have a sleepover or a camp with any child unless the girls are all in one. Even my daughter, who would go on camp with me, is not allowed sleep in my tent. Even if she's sick, even if she's homesick, even if she's... She is not allowed to sleep in the same tent as her mother, who happens to be a leader, mind you, because of that whole rule. So just bringing it back, just wanted to say something on the scouts just there now. So um, I think that the mothers there are as... as cal- they're as guilty as uh, Michael Jackson is. 
And when you say that about the Scouts, because it was something I was going to come to, that recent controversy, mm. for, uh, you know, with Tusla getting involved and uh, a doubt being put over uh, children going camping, where do you stand on that? I have absolutely, because I know the rules around the way we have to, um, we have to, you know, treat everything. And there's always, you know, four or five leaders yes. with the thing. So, you know, if there's one that was even, you know, dodgy, the other leaders would, would, would be tipped off. That's so you know. are fully confident in the rules and regulations in Scouting Ireland and uh, you'd be quite confident to say you'd allow any of your children go camping. No issue. No issue. Jerry. I am so, like, I... Sometimes I would have to even be pulled up on, like if a young fellow was like, um, was homesick, whatever, I'm going to put the arm around him and say, look, you know, we'll we'll have a chat about it and whatever. Like some days I'm thinking, oh my God, am I going to be, you know, Mm. but like there's other kids around. I would never do it on my own. Do you know what I mean? But you have been taught all of this and you've been had the training and I would have absolutely no That's good to hear that from you, Kira, being involved. Betty Clark, the Michael Jackson, uh, whether you've seen it or not, this whole scenario. I couldn't watch it, Jerry. Is that right? You you couldn't watch it? No, I couldn't watch it. I couldn't... um, I couldn't watch it. Well, I f- first of all, I just want to say the man is dead. That's the first thing that I don't agree with this suddenly out of the woodwork. Mm. No, I would say he was a complete, an auto predator. I would. And an awful lot of stuff went on. But let's face it, an awful lot of stuff went on anyway. It's only in the last 20 years that Tusla and, mm. and the organisations in Ireland, I, c- I can't speak for America, mm. have become much tighter and much more restrictive. Who who are they? Who's this? Like up until a, a, a while back, anything went, Jerry. You know, I mean, yes. when you think about like 100 years ago, we put, used to put children up chimneys to cho- sweep. Oh, was it 200? But, you know, everything has come suddenly. 100, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Suddenly the children you have to listen to them now you have to talk to them you have to take that feelings into consideration you know so no but that that's what I'm saying We our whole society has changed and we've become extremely guarded now to the other extreme mm. so I, I don't know about Michael Jackson I think he was a very strange man and I think money corrupts he had such power same yes. as Jimmy Savile mm. and if that still goes on don't start me on the church and the, yes. the all the men there gathered last week with their cardinal hats on and the big man and they actually imagine if that was all teachers or some other group and they and they had said and they had said listen we know that the people people among us have abused children but we will have to see what we can do but not where is the police where do we call i mean that wouldn't i'm sorry Mm. is that not strange and a different a different law jimmy uh, let's come in about uh, you know you mentioned jimmy savile there and i I know what you're saying as well betty and your context in it in the times that were and that is true like you can't deny what happened in the Vatican as well yeah. more immediate action required Caroline what about this Michael yeah, I Jackson saw, I didn't see the documentary itself I saw the mm. various protests about it and that I do think Michael Jackson was a strange individual but he lived in a very strange world and he may have missed out in his childhood as Kira said but I think that parents do push their children or allow their children to go into places where it's not safe in the hopes that the child will be picked up for fame in some way and it'll be reflected on them. And all you have to do is read The Godfather many, many years ago and the mother bringing her little 
preteen child in to be raped by a producer mm. or a director, film director, just to get in there. And I think that goes on all over the place and that these mothers were trying to get some reflected glory out of their children being friendly with Michael Jackson. I'm not saying that they pushed them forward as a sexual plaything for him, but I do think they should have been looking for Garda Vetting or they should have been around. Do you think, you know what you say there, and you mentioned The Godfather many moons ago, Jackson, Saville, the George. Do you think today that there are parents that would be willing to do things with their children that they shouldn't be doing, even today with all the new rules and regulations? I would regulations? hope not. And I'm actually, I'm, I said this to my kids earlier, I'm so surprised that there is actually sexual abuse going on still because there are so many rules and regulations. You can't get away with it in Scouts and I'm sure in all other organisations yes. like that because of the vetting and because people are talking about it. If somebody, children know now what interfering with them is, whereas years ago we didn't. People mm. put up with it because they couldn't tell their parents to be slapped if you said a priest or whoever touched me because the holy man didn't or whatever yeah. person in charge. And you tended to respect them and let them away with things. I think parents are, have more um, communication with their children and they're willing to listen, as Betty said, to the child. But children are aware. And are we, by making them aware, are we making them more vulnerable to things? Yeah, I wanted, I'll come back to this in a moment. I have to take a break. Uh, stay with us on late launch. We are getting plenty of comment in already about what the ladies are saying here. Keep it coming to us. 086-1800-658 is the WhatsApp or text number 1850-715-958 if you'd like to call in. We're going to leave you on Facebook Live, but you must stay with us on the radio. Get the LMFM app. Tune in online. Join us on the radio. Back in a few moments. Thank you so much for all of your comments. We're on Instagram. Instagram Live now, so we've just switched social media platforms. We better give them a wave, girls, as well. Yes, it's Women with Opinions this Friday afternoon on International Women's Day on late lunch with Kira Burke, Caroline Kavanagh, and Betty Clark. And I have to tell you, the comments are still coming for Tracy Hanby, Paddy Max being on from Dundalk, Michelle is on, etc., etc., all saying how pleased they were that we selected Tracy Hanby as our Woman of the Year this year. Thank you so much for those comments, and we will get back to them later on in the show. What he was a complete complete fruitcake says a, a late lunch listener talking about Michael Jackson here who would sleep in a bubble with a monkey I rest my case uh, says the listener what about the fathers do they get off the hook as well in this one you know where I mentioned and that's a fair point from a loud listener yeah, exactly. the mums are being blamed and I take your point myself there I really do take your point that uh, you know it does fathers involved there as well very well pointed out and I acknowledge that also uh, Jeepers, Jerry! Women don't have to be lathered in makeup to look well. That's ridiculous. Get those women off. You need new blood, Marie Cairns. Uh, Marie, <laughs> you know you don't mean that. <laughs> I am um, the new blood. Oh yes, Marie, Caroline, and I tell you, she looks a million dollars today in my makeup. In her makeup, Marie. Come on, out of that with you. Here's another great one. Don't let O'Leary hear this, Jerry, or he'll charge us extra for no makeup. <laughs> Extra for makeup. You charge your forward is right yeah. on on Ryanair by WhatsApp. Why shouldn't makeup be optional? I particularly don't uh, like their eyebrows. That looks like slugs when yeah. they're done too too darkly. Surely some days people like to go without makeup uh, to give their skin a break. Says yeah, on Mary. On their days off. Yeah. The hair that you are, Mary? I don't like those slug eyebrows either. Well, I think it's marks, isn't it? Yeah, marks with the big eyebrows. <laughs> Thank you. Keep the comments coming. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Now, I want you to listen for a moment. We're all going to listen here and I want you to listen in Radio Land as well. I've decided today to involve 
three men on women Ooh. with opinions. Oh my God, Jerry. It's Jerry. a first. It is a first. <laughs> but the reason I've decided, I'll tell you in a moment. So first up, you know him well. He's a brilliant guy. He's been my guest many times on Late Lunch. Classical guitarist, Pat Coldrick. And he's a huge concert coming up with the RT Concert Orchestra later on in the year. And it's almost sold out, would you believe, already. Anyway, here is Pat Coldrick talking about a woman that made a big impact on his life. I always remember a time growing up and being involved in music and Kate Bush, the um, British female vocalist, when she brought out a track called Wuthering Heights, it literally blew the whole scene apart because it was so different and so unique. And I always remember, I said, wow, this lady is amazing. Her her voice, her, her style, everything. And she was actually the first woman to have a UK number one hit and it was her debut single in the charts and I just thought that was amazing because she was so unique she literally got there herself she was in charge of all her own doings and she had to push very very hard at a time where it was a very male dominated music scene and I remember being uh, starting off being a musician myself that gave me huge inspiration and still to this day I, I just admire the woman greatly Let me tell you this that is Pat Coldrick there speaking to me a little bit earlier on about the woman that made an influence on his life bit of a surprise choice Kate Bush Well I mean I suppose everyone has um, has a different person that would influence them in their life and like th- I think because he was so, he's so musical you know and he was looking to get into the music business and he saw her and the struggles she'd had and it probably gave him a bit of faith that, you know, well, you know, there's there's room for us all. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But that she was so different and, you know, it's great. It's lovely. I think so many people are admired. So many women are admired, um, as are so many men. But it's lovely to hear another, a fellow a musician. Man talking about. Yeah. And, and, you know, we have more to come. We have two more well-known guys to talk. Well, I tell you the reason why I've done this particularly today, or why I decided to do this. There's a little story behind this, and it involves International Women's Day, and in particularly the Drihid Art Centre, and the lady who runs it down there, she's a wonderful woman, Colette Farrell. Well, you see, tonight in the Drihid Art Centre, I was invited along to talk a wee little talk, I think there were five of us from different aspects of life, men about the women in our lives who shaped us Mm. and it was a little short section, I think it was only 10 or 20 seconds about each of them and it would come up in slides and I thought it was a lovely idea she rang me and said, Colette, will you do it? I said I'd be thrilled to do it because there are many women have influenced me, besides your mother and Mm. your granny and and that as well (laughs) anyway, I couldn't believe it when I got a call from Colette to say we're not going ahead with that on International Women's Day and I said why? I've got an awful reaction to it, she said. I said, from who? Online, Jerry. As soon as I said I was doing this, I was absolutely taken apart. So Colette bowed to the pressure online and dropped that event tonight. And that's the reason I have some men on Women With Opinions today to let them talk briefly about Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, 
and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide. A woman in their lives to try and say to Colette, I'm with you all the way. I'm sure an awful lot of women are as well, the majority. Uh, but Jerry, I guarantee you that it wasn't men that cut that down. I reckon it was all women who uh, slated her for that programme that she was going to have. Because women are bitches to each other. Okay. They honestly are. Yeah, the women, no, I'm telling you now, and here, here's International Women's Day, right? In, uh, in business, women are catty. Well, I'm not saying not all women. I'm not saying all women. I'm just saying that it has happened where women bully women. They don't encourage each other. They don't um, they, enough. I think that uh, there's always a little bit of uh, watching your back with women uh, against each other. There's a little bit of backbiting. I work with a bunch of women myself um, and you can always see there's always little digs going on here, there and everywhere. Different to men? Uh you know what? Men are just so simple. No, honestly, like it is so quite simple. It's you see what you get, right? What you see is what you get. There's no backbiting. There's no bitching. There's no moaning. Well, I, I have to. What kind of men has she met all her life? <laughs> oh no, sorry. That's, you know, that's in my work practice. Not, yes. um, but 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 coming back, the, the number of this point is you believe, and I think. I, I don't really we want to We are our own worst yes, enemies. But you would have to say that men hardly got on the no. social media and attacked Colette and forced her to cancel that event. It wouldn't be men. Caroline? I doubt if it was men. And it is probably an organised body who um, contacted her and that the word would go out through women's groups. You've got to attack this because it, it happened to me at one stage through something else or and um, uh, an exhibition that was on in the Arts Centre and bodies of group international vegetarians from western you know ecuador were emailing us through bodies you know um groups groups get groups get a little theme and they hit it and they can have hundreds of members on this and they hit they'll pick a victim and hit them without even understanding the background or the reasons behind it i think colette was perfectly right to schedule after all she's the director she's the programmer she can consult other people Mm. but Sorry, she is the boss and the decision is hers. And I think it was a terrific idea because 50% of us are women. And so if the <laughs> men are influenced by the other 50%, it's great to hear about it and not mm. think that they thought everything up themselves. Mm. You know? Do you think, Betty, that she should have stood her ground? Now, she's a strong woman. I admire oh, her so no. much. She I sat in those seats with you. I, I met her. She, yeah, she's very, very yeah. assertive woman. I'm very surprised myself to hear that she has succumbed to maybe the trolls or whatever. But That's the word. Yeah, but 
is it the feminazi? Is it is it is it that word that where people just get to the extremes mm. where they almost become men haters, Jerry? And that's the fine line you see. Not not Colette, but the people that have made yes. the, 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 yes. the groups that have put her on feminazis. The that's a good good no, word. Feminazis. Yeah, yeah. Did you mm. ever hear that one before? No, I'm getting new words yeah, this, this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of. The, this is the street cred. You know yeah, this. I yeah. love that word. Yeah. Louise made yeah. a new pancake this week. It was a jigsaw pancake. Did you ever hear of a jigsaw pancake? fell to bits when she took it off the pan and she told the kids to put it back together. So there you are. Jigsaw yeah. pancakes. Feminazis. Yeah. They're coming left, right and centre. Yeah. But seriously, getting back to this serious point. I have to say as a man, I was looking forward mm. because there were many women in my childhood who shaped me. Yes. But my mum, of course, and my granny mm. and mm. family. But there were great women who made an impact and I was looking forward to actually... They're Thanking all gone. They're all yeah, gone. Yeah. yeah, and just to, mention to them. To recognise yeah. them yeah. and make yeah. say thank you so much yeah. Yeah. for yeah. what you did for yeah. me. And, and I was, was disappointed. A lot of strong women, Jerry. Yeah, going back, say, 40, 50 years, really women who, who reared maybe eight children on mm. their own mm. or in tenements and mm. in very poor. There was no social welfare. There must have been an awful a strong, mm. ordinary, everyday women yeah. down through who would have influenced an awful lot mm. of the go getters mm. now, both men and women. Mm. Mm. So, you know, it. It, it was called Pecha Kucha. It's 20 slides in 20 seconds per presenter, you know, per presenter yeah. that was there. It was a simple thing. But anyway, there you you are, it, it, it hasn't happened because of a group of a concerted well, campaign. Bill Cullen wrote his Penny Apples book and he started off, you know, in Moore Street on a stall and his mother ran his the mother. stall mm. and she inspired him and look at him, he became a millionaire and him, very right. influential yeah. person. Yeah. Anyway, Colette, we all support you. I just wanted to bring it to yeah. the fore today. Yeah, we support you and it was a fantastic idea and I hope that one day you'll get the opportunity and we'll make sure that that does happen. International Women's Day. Keep those comments coming to us. 086-1800-658 WhatsApp text 1850-715-958 if you'd like to call in we've on Instagram live or with you at the moment if you're joining us here lots more to talk with the girls after this break our next man on Women With Opinions no I haven't lost the run of myself I haven't a temperature it's International Women's Day and the girls are happy I'm doing this let me tell you our next man is actually appearing in the Barbican Centre in Drogheda tonight yes it's the illusionist Mr Keith Barry and I'm going along for the first time ever to see him in concert despite all the times I've met him on the show went fishing with him and everything I'm going to the Barbican tonight anyway here's Keith about his mum predominantly actually when I was growing up I was surrounded a lot by just uh, male influences uh, because I went to a, a, an all-male school and it was run by Christian brothers. So actually really the standout person for me would be my mum. And, you know, she was a, a, a very hard-working woman. She worked, uh, you know, in Cooper's and Lybrand actually all, all her life. She gave us an amazing upbringing because, you know, although she worked hard in the job that she worked in, really all she ever did was everything for us. And even now... Uh, as she enters her 70th year, she comes over to my house uh, pretty much every day. She travels a half an hour every day to look after my, my kids, her grandkids. And just a very caring, nurturing mother, uh, you know, not too strict, but strict enough that I knew the rules and regulations. And actually, you know, I, I think I just learned a lot about life from her in the realisation that, you know, sometimes, especially in those days, my mum probably had it pretty hard as far as that she had to hold down a day job as well as looking after the kids while my dad was away working as well. And uh, she did a pretty damn good job at it, I can tell you, you know. Yes, that's Mr Keith Barry there uh, speaking to me earlier on today. And Betty Clark, I'll ask you to comment on that. Keith, his mum. 
Well, isn't that very sweet, Jerry? You know, you know, he's talking about being, you know, her, she was caring and nurturing and bringing it all back now, you know, to the basics. And uh, I think of him as a very focused man, you know, very focused and he's fit and he's trim and he's he's very one directional. So whatever she taught him about his own confidence and his own abilities, she did a great job because he has great self-belief to be able to get up there tonight in the Barbican. And God knows what he'd do to you, Jerry. so be, be warned. Make sure, you, make sure you've got clean underwear. <laughs> but I know I, it's great. It's great that he, he, he would bring it back to... to, to He's his, doing nothing to me. I'm I don't him, know about that, I'm Jerry. I'm beforehand and that's one of the conditions. I'm going into the auditorium that he doesn't do anything. He you and you'll be speaking oh, Yiddish or something you, on that stage. I think his mother must have tied him up <laughs> all through his childhood for him to be able yeah. to practice to get out of these knots I yeah. think that's yeah. what was going on in the house the mother was not minding them yeah. she was tying them up and they had to what about his brothers and sisters can they get out of these knots and chains too yeah. I think that's brilliant Caroline but you know what and as he says there she is still with his own children yeah. as a lot of grandparents do mm, and they're yeah. in there yeah. and helping out today and we congratulate them all on this day men and women Kira says a listener you're so sexist I don't like the remarks that you said to about us women. Hi Jerry. a woman without makeup is like a house without paint, says Edna. Oh, Edna's on the same wavelength as our girls here. Uh, Deirdre Hurley's been on. Hello Deirdre, she's listening this afternoon to us. Great to hear from you. And she just said, those keyboard warriors, Jerry, are cowards. Referring back to Colette Farrell, the Drihid and the, the evening yeah, cancelled yeah, tonight. Yeah. Thank you Deirdre, lovely to hear from you again today. Another one here. Um, Paedophilia is evil and predators gain access wherever children are gathered, be it scouts, football, swimming, church, etc. There's no point in trying to lay the blame anywhere else, says PJ this afternoon. And so on they go. Keep them coming to us. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Now, ladies, today on International Women's Day, you know, this debate raises its head now and again. You know when people go for the first date, who should pay for the meal, the man or the woman? Courtesy, opening the door for a lady to let her in, uh, giving your seat on a bus or a train, uh, you know, greeting people, smiling and getting to chivalry, the old word. Is it dead, Caroline? It is certainly dying and I wonder who's killed it. And this was what a man, I did speak to a man about this during the week and he said he was sitting on a bus a few years ago and uh, there was, he was in the seat and two women got on and they very loudly said beside him, oh, the age of chivalry is dead. And he looked at them and said, yeah, guess who killed it? He said, you lot did, and I'm staying on my seat. And that was it. And I thought, oh, Janie, that's a little bit much. But, you know, it stands to reason that if you see a pregnant person or an older person stand up, give them a seat, no matter if you're male or female, open a door if you're beside it, if you see somebody coming through, male or female, if they're old or young, whatever, help them. It's common courtesy. It's politeness. And you don't have to be a man to open a door but it is nice if they do do it. Do you, it's very nice if do they do Do you feel do it. good? Does it make a woman feel good if a gentleman treats her nicely, opens a door, Absolutely. shows her to a it's, seat? You know, does all the things it's that... very nice. ...of it's, yesteryear, it's called. It, it is very nice without being overly cloying. Yes. But it's also nice if, if a woman in front of me opens okay. a door and holds open a door. I mean, the worst thing is to slam a door in somebody's mm, face. Mm. But this is changing because I did research with the young people around me and they said whilst... Um, the, the lads they know are well educated and all that sort of thing and they would hold open the door they don't know one person well maybe one or two who would actually go around and open a car door they could count those on the fingers yes. on the thumbs of their hands let's yeah, say yeah, yeah, um, yeah. that bit is gone so the 
people will be respectful and polite, possibly, but not chivalrous. Betty Clark has a story. Well, Jerry, I know, I just want to, I mean, younger people might be accused of thinking that men are being patronising by, 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 by giving them a seat. You know, that's the I, I find. Mm. I was on the Lewis two weeks ago and this man, a, mi- a middle-aged man like myself, gave me, got up and got the seat and I thought to myself, I either look like I'm homeless or that I'm an old person and I, I well, I, I don't know which to go for today. Maybe homeless might be better. <laughs> Neither, so, Betty. Uh, anyway, so I said, I said, thanks very much. You're a gentleman. And I was almost embarrassed to say that because everyone was watching and kind of, he said... I blame me mother. And I said, well, they're, they're, they're dying, but they're still there. And, you know, I, if I saw a few younger people listening and, and, and not, not everyone would do that, Jerry. Mm. Like, do you know, I mean, it was a busy Lewis and it was only a short journey, but it was lovely. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it yeah. was lovely. No, I, I, I think when somebody does that to me on their younger, they definitely, I remind them of their mother. <laughs> so that as I, yeah. But I think younger women uh, would take, might take uh, humbrage to that. They're kind of that they're, they're independent and they're strong and they don't need to be minded. That's what men are afraid well, of, Jerry. I actually saw a young guy getting up off his seat on a bus in Dublin one day and a woman turned around. Like this is, she was an older woman and he was a young, fit, 19 year old probably. And she turned around, took absolute umbrage to yeah. the fact that he got up and he says, do you, not, do you think I'm not fit enough to stand or whatever? Yeah, and I was like, yeah, so why would any young fella get up mm. if he's, if he's got, like he won't do that again. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I think that is such a shame. Like she should have turned around to him and said, look, you're absolutely, thank you so much. Yeah. You're okay. I'm all right standing here or whatever. And, you know, mm. uh, like th- thanked him for his gesture. And I think men today, especially young men, are so paralysed by everything that women are standing up for these days. The Me Too campaign, the, you know, and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with the, the you know, standing up for our rights as women. But I think that especially in the Western world. I don't know what they're doing over in the East because they're still stoning and they're still not letting their women drive and various things. But in the Western world, it's nearly gone the other way. It's nearly gone the opposite way. I actually think that young men should have a day to themselves. That were that, I mean, I have four daughters and I feel that they're being encouraged, they're being educated, that they can be whatever they want. They can be, you know, they can do whatever. They're very empowered. They're, you know... You know, and I would encourage them as well. And I don't think that the same is there for the lads because they actually don't know whether they should should we pay for the meal? Don't know. Should I should I go for you know? Is it cool to be an engineer? Is it cool to be uh, to study? I don't think it is. But so let's just play football and go on porn or whatever. Like I just think that there's so much confusion out there for young people. Well, we used to have more definite roles. I feel as men or as women. No, I mean it's great that no women can be anything they want th- in theory. In theory. In theory. But I have to say, uh, men are a bit left behind, and they're not sure anymore where what their roles I agree. are in in. In the the, the war. So this is on. a big issue. You're saying, Caroline. What's your view on that? What the girls are saying there. Do you agree? Have you they, a different? They view? do need a, a cool, clean hero. Men do need it. Mm. And I found this when I worked in the arts centre, and we had a lot of plays going around the schools, and the principals of the boys' schools were all saying, "Have you nothing non-fluffy? Um, you know, something like the um, Tom Crean." That started off as a school play going mm. around to schools. Mm. You know, we need people to. Um, bring out more Tom Creens to us and show us what mm. boys can do and Hero. the old famous five adventuring type of thing without being sissy they need to be able to talk and it's a really see, good thing they're they getting that from the premiership they're getting that from Fortnite they're getting that from 
well, porn by you know, like as like they're looking online, they're looking, they're looking, they're searching for someone to lead them. And there are very few leaders out there that are influencing them. OK, that's it's a big issue and we will come back to it again. I want to head to our final break and we're going to hear from another man as well on International Women's Day on Women With Opinions. More about the makeup. Uh, beauty needs no adornment, says a listener. Ooh, interesting. A woman without makeup is like a door without paint. We have the house now that have been compared to doors on late lunch this afternoon. Uh, Vera's been on to say, Jerry, it's a great day for women women. We think of the many women who lost their lives in domestic violence. Also, the mothers who are still searching for their mothers. Mm. Uh, you know yes, who I'm talking yes. about. We remember them all this afternoon. We remember all women, Jerry. And I just want to say, my heroine was the great pilot, Amelia Earhart, mm. who was a fantastic trailblazer for women mm. as well, Vera. Thank you indeed for that comment. More from the girls and a man after the break. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio this International Women's Day, and I have Betty Clark, Caroline Cavan and Kira Burke with me. They are women with opinions this afternoon on Late Lunch. Time to hear from our third man. And he is a man who joined me in Late Lunch for an extensive interview a few months back. John Waters, the former Irish Times columnist. And he is a man who courts controversy. But I'll tell you what, he prompts you thinking. You do think when you listen to him. And he has his views and he sticks by them. On this International Women's Day, John Waters talks about a very special woman. Mary O'Flanagan. She was a formidable woman. She had started a boys' school in a town in my hometown, Castlery, where there had been no boys' secondary school up to that. And she built that up and created a secondary school for boys where there wouldn't have been one otherwise. And where in, in those days, by talking about the 60s and 70s, I think she started in the 50s, many boys would not have gone beyond primary school uh, at that stage. I explain her to people in this way uh, to get a sense of her, you know, scale and her her sense of you know, the, the sense of awe you would meet on you would have on meeting her because she could be terrifying and the way i explain it to people is and it wasn't anything to do with she wasn't necessarily like in any way violent or anything she just had this personality that was imposing if there was a a, a drinks party and she happened to be going around and uh, margaret thatcher had sidled up to her and had begun a conversation Within a very short time, Margaret Thatcher would be cowering in the corner, terrified of this woman, because she was so intelligent and so clear and so honest and so direct. And that's the way she treated us all the way. Yes, that's uh, John Waters there talking about his schoolmistress, Caroline Kavanagh. I'd ask you to comment on what John had to say there. Well, I think it's wonderful that this lady started this school and, as he said, afforded an education to a lot of people who otherwise wouldn't have got one. It's marvellous. And you don't know where John would have been had he not had this teacher and had this school there right beside him. So I think he probably owes his life, his career, his further education to this woman. So, mm. yeah. I marvelous. could imagine her. Could you girls, Maggie Thatcher, you know, who was yeah. a strong woman. And when yeah. John describes <laughs> dealing with this lady, it's some compliment she to pay terrifying, her. terrifying, Jerry. <laughs> but if you think about all of the teachers... Like teachers have an amazing job to do. And if you think of all the teachers in the in the country or in the world that have gone the extra mile to be 
an inspiration. We don't have that. I don't feel that we have that anymore um, to a large extent. It's like they come in, they do their job. I'm not saying that they're bad. I'm saying that they're great teachers. But I've listened to a few teachers over the last year who have gone that extra mile. I have to, I really have to come in here, Kira, because there's a wonderful teacher down in Green Hills in Drogheda called Frances O'Regan. And she has now retired. But when she came, I think it was 1986, September 86, she came to Green Hills and every single year since then she has done the Young Scientist with the school, getting prizes on various occasions mm. and, you know, helping them, bringing the girls to London and to mm. America for when they went on further, when they That's won their section. That's what I'm talking about. But though. she's still doing this. She's yeah. still doing 40 years at that. She also is a life-saving um, instructor and although she's from Sligo she has set it all up here. She started it up in Giles's Key in Dundalk. She has now got it going in Clarehead too and uh, our Mayor Frank Godfrey gave his civic awards a few weeks ago and gave one to, awarded one to Frances O'Regan. And this is the first, the first ever thanks or acknowledgement she got, even though she's 40 years doing this. And that is why the, she I gives think her we, need to be, we need to be celebrating these people. Yeah. These people that are, were putting our children in their hands for, you know, eight hours a day or whatever. We need to be celebrating the people who are making massive influences in children's lives. <laughs> More more comment coming in uh, to what we've been discussing in the last hour or so on WhatsApp. Nothing got to do with chivalry anymore. It's more to do with proper etiquette. Uh, visit any top restaurant in the world and you notice all men sit facing the wall uh, to look at their spouse. By right, she's the most uh, important person in the room and the only person that the man should be looking at. And that comes in from Nigel McKenna in New York City this afternoon. Uh, yes, uh, in, in New York City this afternoon. Uh, thank you indeed, Nigel, uh, for that and I comment. I actually love that comment because I love to look around the restaurant in, uh, when I'm at a restaurant. Do you want not your man to just look, to look stare at you? At you. Yeah. <laughs> is that oh, not called controlling? No, no, I like if to be, a woman I, said that. I like to be I'm able sorry. to look around and see what's going on in the restaurant. If a woman said that. Yeah, but I if know, you sat I beside know. him with your back to the wall and he with his back to the wall, then you could both yeah, look at everybody neck, and, and hold hands. Your yeah. husband. The next yeah. time you go to get a neck brace yeah. so that he can't look right or left. Oh, because Nigel, I'll have to take that on board. But if I don't have my makeup on, he doesn't really want to look at me anyway. <laughs> I think you forgot your war paint. You left that at home. Sure, look, part of the thing I've gone out, I think, Nigel, is to get a look at what's there. And what's around exactly. like a sweet shop. Just you because you're look. on a diet doesn't mean you can't look at the menu. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Quickly before we finish up this afternoon, uh, Kira, on this day, Kira Burke believes that men should be banned from the Labour ward. I'm not saying banned. I'm saying that it would be a much happier place if they were out of it. And I don't think that unless they really, really want to be there, I don't think they should be there. I think they should come back in like in the old days when she's back, the baby's back and and everything is beautiful. And he looks at his wife and he thinks, oh, my God, she is just a hero of mine. No, I have to disagree again. Uh, with what you're saying there because I have a friend with a good few children and the first um, three she had he wasn't there because it wasn't the done thing and she said the fourth baby he couldn't have cared if she'd hand him a piece of moon rock so long as she was okay 
and this baby was okay. He couldn't so believe it. So that's a it. very couldn't attentive husband, it. Betty. Well, well Kira wants time maybe to put the makeup on, is it, before they come in? <laughs> yeah. On the, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, well, they're the reason that you're in the, the labour ward in the first place, so they should be chained to the to the, see what, what is yeah, going but sorry, on. They're no good in the labour ward. But they're they just work your head. Support, and emotional, sorry. I love you. you and do I'm, you remember Fools and Horses and Del Boy? My ex-husband. <laughs> and the oxygen. <laughs> You know the tea and toast, the best meal in the world? Yes. Tea and toast after you have the baby, and he feckin' ate it. He ate it. Anyway, we have a little something for oh, you. Oh, Jerry. Oh, Jerry. Look at this. this chivalry. Well, chivalry. Louise will dole them out Thank there. You, you see, well, we know that you're the oh, most chivalrous oh, gentleman in cool. LMFM. I just wanted to give you something oh, little. You oh. see, it's all because the lady oh, loves milk tray. We're having roses and milk tray. And Folks, a little, a little, a little flower for Jerry, you all we'll have, there. we'll have to use some contouring makeup on our bodies after eating these. <laughs> you yeah. will. It's just a little Thank gesture you. Thank you so today much. on International Women's Day. Thank you very much. For your great contribution to Late Lunch. And all the ladies, you're representative of a panel of ladies that we have on Late Lunch. You come here once a month and talk to us. And you know, it's one of the great forums on LMFM where women have an opportunity to express their views. And for my start of the show, this started very early on. I think you, probably, Kira, are the last of the original women mm. left. Am I right? Yeah, yes, that's I'm began still standing. The whole thing, the you're pillar. still here. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, we, we, we move it round with different people at different times as well. But it's a wonderful hour. And it's not an hour when you take everything into consideration each month on the show. And I know people enjoy it immensely. And I appreciate you coming here on this day and contributing immensely to uh, what's been going on here for the last hour. And I wish you all a happy International Women's Day and a very happy weekend coming up. And enjoy it and celebrate it because you are three great women. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you you so much for joining me on the show. And uh, we will have Women With Opinions, the usual slot back towards the end of the month. We'll be back after three with uh, news and sport coming now with a look ahead to the weekend sport with Leon Blanche. And Fred Cook is joining us. we got to keep him dancing. He's in the final five. See you in a few minutes. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Dundalk. Test drive the all-new fully electric Renault Zoe and the all-new Renault 1.3 Petrol Cajar today. With finance arranged within the hour, there's never been a better time to visit Blackstone Motors in a relief road Dundalk. Some more of your comments to late lunch this Friday afternoon on International Women's Day. Jerry says, Joanne, would you mention Geraldine Barnason, a uh, diplomat and ambassador? I will indeed. A drawed a woman who's achieved an awful lot and uh, deserves a mention, says Joanne, on this day. She does indeed. We've an English teacher in touch with us by WhatsApp from Kansas in the USA who appreciates the kind comments about teachers who go that extra mile. Yes, the girls were talking about that there a few moments ago as well. Another message there, women who praise other women are exceptional, Jerry. They're the real queens, says the listener. Thank you indeed for all your comment to us this afternoon. Cleona Hagen, Johnny Ward, Clelia Murphy, Mairead Ronan and number five in the final five, I hope he'll be number one this week, is our Fred Cook and he's on the line. Hello, Fred. Jerry, you said the best name to laugh. I did. How are you keeping it? You well? I'm very well. Well, well, well. You did it to the dubs. You nudged Bastic out last week. It's not unbelievable. It's was great, isn't it? The 80s are returning again. <laughs> Mead are back in the quarterfinals. <laughs> the latest semi-finals yet. We're back. <laughs> I was just thinking... Go on, sorry. I was just thinking that as I was watching you when you were announced. You were the first through last week. 
unbelievable. Do you know what I mean? Like considering like where it was in a leader's board, uh, you know what I mean, to not have to get into the dance off. And that's why these phone calls really help. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like I didn't even have to get into the dance off. So you know, was, uh, and you know, being International Women's Day, you know what I mean. I do have to celebrate my uh, dance teacher because she's got me to week ten, which is phenomenal. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. and we oh, mentioned her today, Julia Dotta. She's a wonderful woman on International Women's Day. Now, I mentioned the final five there. How many weeks are left in this? There's four weeks left. Quarter final this week, semi final next week, and then the final. So three weeks left. Three weeks left. So, so you're close. You're down to the wire at this stage. You yeah. really are. What are you doing this week? I am doing the Zamba. Oh, lovely. Zamba. Lovely. And it's uh, it's uh, We've Got the World Tonight by Mickey Joe Hart. He's even coming in. Is he? So, yeah, yeah, because it's been Eurovision week this week. It is. So they've given me, they've given me an Irish classic. <laughs> and you're oh. going to get Mickey Joe's fan club behind you and all the people up in Donegal oh as God, well. Yeah. The Donegal 52-seater buses are coming down as we speak. <laughs> and you know, in Donegal, whatever they, way they vote, they vote different to everybody else. So you know yourself, that's what you want this week. You want that yeah, vote. Yeah, Of course. So what I mean? Like, of course I want it. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here rehearsing. I wouldn't be giving it the time if I didn't feel success was, was palpable, which it is. Do you know what I mean? I got yeah. this far because of it. Mm. An amazing support. I was in Kels this morning in Column Kill School, back in my old primary school. Met Miss Cork and used to teach me in second year. And when she seen me jumping around, she says, all oh, that work paid off. <laughs> <laughs> it's been... I, I was even in my... I was even in my... I went to Mercy School as well. There was a high infant and baby infant. And there was no difference. I was still full of energy. <laughs> my God, you're on, in the hustings all right. It's like a political <laughs> canvas. Yeah, exactly. I do feel like, uh, I kind of feel like going around town, I was kind of like a politician, but I've nothing really to offer, only good chat-chats <laughs> and stuff like that. Which is probably what a good politician is at the end of the day, anyway. So. Absolutely, absolutely, Fred. Do you know what? You have the popular vote. It is quite evident that you are appealing to people yeah, who yeah. want you to I, go all the way. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's a, it's a real moment for me here as well. And I couldn't believe, you know, one thing I remember saying to you in the early days is that, you know, like, uh, Peter, he's like Peter Stringer, you know, he's a, he's a rugby legend and he's got Cork behind him and Cork people love Cork. So when I, when I bet him, and then I've often said to you about Dennis Bastic, who's mm. a Dublin tribe of a hero, you know what I mean? He's won all Ireland and stuff. So look, when I bet him, I, I started realizing, man, if I keep my dance technique together, keep my head above water it might happen but I still need those votes and it's, I know it's hard to keep the attention going week 10 into it but it's still there you know what I mean like, oh, absolutely. And this, like this, the 3 o'clock it's always a success to talk to you Jerry. <laughs> well please <laughs> God it'll work again this week you know what I look at Yaz and I'm going to make a sporting analogy here you are the Leicester City of a couple of years ago yeah yeah exactly or I'm like a Jeremy Corbyn in Labour the guy's rid of me <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a probably a more apt description as well. Anyway, I'm reminding listeners again today, Fred and Julia, 53125 is the text number. You must put Fred. Text Fred to 53125 on Sunday evening and get this man into the uh, final weeks of this. There'll be only two weeks to go next week and I hope to God, I really do pray you make it this time round. Best wishes for Sunday, Fred. 
Jerry, thanks so much, guys. I'll Not at all. You. You're very welcome. Talk to you next week. See you then. Thank Take you. care. Bye-bye. 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 Fred Cook, Dancing with the Stars, Sunday evening. He needs all of our votes at this stage. Final five. I don't know how he's got this far, but he has. And he's getting the votes, and he's getting better each week, and he's a faster dance this week, which will suit him down to the ground. I hope he does it. I really hope he keeps going along into the final weeks. Two weeks, it'll be semi-final week next week, if he can get by this uh, quarter-final at this stage. Late lunch, LMFM Radio. Big week of sport. Six Nations, soccer and Cheltenham starting on Tuesday. Leon Blanche from Boyle Sports is with me next. Don't forget to check out LMFM social media now or this evening or over the weekend. Facebook, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and have a look at what we've been doing here for International Women's Day. And if you do that, you could win a Kildare Village gift card. It's worth €250 by tagging the women in your life. So well worth a look on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram uh, today over the weekend. Now sport, another weekend packed with action, starting tonight with Soccer League of Ireland, Dundalk at home to Waterford Drogheda in Limerick, Leon Blanche is with me from Boyle Sports to look ahead to the weekend action. What about the two local clubs this evening, Leon? Yeah, good afternoon, Jerry. Yeah, look um, Dundalk actually went over to watch the game last Friday night against Shamrock Rovers. Um, it was a little bit of an edgy affair, there was a couple of chances for both sides but I actually felt both managers were quite content not to lose the game. The Dock at, at home tonight, they're still unbeaten, but unfortunately, Jerry, they've had three draws and only the one victory against UCD. They're overwhelming favourites, 5-2 to two on, in fact, to beat Waterford tonight. Waterford had a good draw at home against Bohemians in their last league fixture, but they're a big price, 6.5-1, to one, to beat the Lily Whites tonight, Dundalk. But I think, hopefully... Um, Vinnie Perth's men can get another home victory and it will be a very solid start to the season. Two wins, three draws, because there's a long way to go. In the first division, I was very disappointed with Drogheda's performance against Longford Jerry. They were well and truly outclassed in most areas of the pitch. 3-0 defeat. So they'll be looking to bounce back and get a better performance away tonight against Limerick. And probably the right team for Drogheda to face. Limerick have only got one point from a possible opening six. And I think Drogheda, shade of odds on at 10 to 11, they'll be looking to try and definitely get at least a point against Limerick. But hopefully they can bounce back after that disappointing performance against Longford. Now let's head cross water because City and Liverpool both vying for the title now. It looks to be a two-horse race. But before we look at their games this weekend, they're both at home. I'm pretty sick today being an Arsenal fan after (laughs) yesterday, Leon, and they have a huge one this weekend in terms of Champions League for next season and Manchester United on the crest of a wave. It's at the Emirates, Arsenal United. Yeah, look, Jerry, Arsenal, um, I thought they were excellent last Saturday against mm, uh, Tottenham yep. Hotspur. They, the, the manager got his tactics spot on. He brought Aaron, Aaron Ramsey in, who, of course, is going to Juventus next season. But he was brilliant. I was a little bit surprised he took Lacazette off so early. He brought on Aubameyang. Aubameyang never looked confident trying to take that penalty last week, and of course he did miss it. He was pretty poor last night against Rennes in the Europa League. I'm sure Lacazette will start. You've got to look at Arsenal's home record, Jerry. They've only been beaten once, and that was on the opening day of the season against Manchester City. So at home, Arsenal have been absolutely brilliant this year. Manchester United will have good memories of the Emirates. They've already beaten Arsenal in the FA Cup there. But United still do have plenty of injury problems. Obviously, Paul Pogba should come back into the side. He was suspended against PSG. 
Arsenal are favourites at 11 to 8. United are 2 to 1. And the draw is 12 to 5. I just, I was looking at Arsenal's remaining fixtures after today, or after they play United um, on Sunday. And I think if they can get away with a draw, I think Arsenal won't be too disheartened. They've got eight fixtures then left, and that's all against lower sides in the Premier League table. So for me, I think Arsenal have still got a real chance of finishing in the top four. United, they've got the momentum. That was a huge win in Paris. You've got to give them credit coming from 2 0 down to go there and win 3-1. But I think a score draw is my most likely outcome. I think both of these sides will be evenly matched. And as I said, if Unai Emery can take a point from this game, I don't think he'll be too disheartened. Yeah, I think you're so right there. I think a draw, they'd probably both settle for, especially United with the run they're on at the moment. But I admire your confidence in Arsenal, Leon. Anyway, let's move on to the big two. (laughs) Manchester City and Liverpool, they're both at home. City play Watford, Liverpool against Burnley. Home win, Bankers? Um, it looks that way on paper, Jerry. To be fair, I think Manchester City—they've been on this remarkable run at the moment. Um, they've managed to get six points minus Fernandinho, and that's a huge plus for Man City because the last time their Brazilian midfielder was out, and um, they actually lost three Premier League matches. So they haven't been at their scintillating best, but they've got over the line against West Ham one nil, and they beat Bournemouth with eighty-two percent. 82% possession, 1-0. So I think they'll beat Watford. Liverpool, on the other hand, could face being four points behind Manchester City before they play Burnley. And the one thing about Burnley is they won't go to Anfield and try and play football. They'll go to Anfield and try and frustrate Liverpool. And it's their prerogative to do so. Liverpool find it difficult sometimes to break down sides who put an awful lot of men behind the ball. But it's a must-win game. I hear Jurgen Klopp is telling all the Liverpool fans to get to bed early on Saturday night and get to the ground nice and early, create that atmosphere. But I still think Liverpool, if they have any aspirations of winning the Premier League title, the next two games at home to Burnley and away against Fulham, it's nothing short of six points. Otherwise, in my own opinion, you don't deserve to win the Premier League if you can't beat Burnley at home and beat Fulham away. Six Nations action uh, this weekend. Scotland, Wales, England, Italy tomorrow and Ireland and France on Sunday. What's your thoughts on those? Yeah, look, I think England will beat Italy definitely quite comfortable. But the other two games, I'm surprised how short a price Ireland are, to be totally honest. They're one to eight to beat France, who are 5-1. to one. Now, obviously, with such a short price to win the game, it's the handicap betting that I'm a little bit intrigued with here. France are being given a 14-point head start when they travel to play Ireland on Sunday at the Aviva. Ireland weren't great against Italy. There was a lot of mistakes. There was a lot of problems. And some of the things that should be coming quite easy to this group of players... They were making a couple of schoolboy errors. Now, they have had a couple of weeks to try and rectify those problems. I still think Ireland will win the match, but I just don't see us beating France by 15 points or more. So I'm going to take France plus 14 in the handicap. And in tomorrow's other big, big game, Scotland against Wales. Of course, Wales now are the only side capable of winning the Grand Slam after a fantastic victory against England a couple of weeks ago. So it's no surprise to see them favourites when they travel to Murrayfield. They are being given a four-point handicap um, deficit to Scotland. So it's Wales minus four at even money and Scotland plus four at even money. I think this game will be close, but I do like Wales. I thought their second-half performance against England 
The crowd got behind them and they certainly rose to the challenge. It'll be difficult at Scotland because Scotland at home are a match for anybody. As we saw with Ireland, it was a hard-fought victory. But I think Wales are well capable of doing the same job to Scotland as Ireland did. So for me, Wales minus four. And that sets up a fantastic final game Saturday week when Wales, of course, will host Ireland in the final game of the Six Nations. Oh, that'll be some match. Now, we have about a minute or so left, uh, Leon. So, Cheltenham starting on Tuesday. Lots of chitter-chatter about it at the moment. Everyone has their favourites looking for the tips. Quick as you can, will you pick yeah. the big race each day and give us one in each? Yeah, look, I'll try and go through. OK, the champion hurdle, uh, what a fantastic race on Tuesday. Apples, Jade and Lorena both coming from Ireland, two mares. So, to get the £7 allowance, taking on the dual champion, Booba there. For me, Jerry, I'm a big Lorena fan. I think the rain that's going to fall between now and the champion hurdle time, that'll play to her strengths. So Lorena, for me, anyone who likes a banker for day one, I think Benny Dejew, also trained by Willie Mullins, she should be hard to beat. In the Queen Mother champion chase, look, Altior, he's unbeaten over fences. He's a remarkable horse. Actually, our offer for Cheltenham, if you finish second or third to the starting price favourites, you get your money back. I think that's a very good offer for the Queen Mother champion chase. And I'd be intrigued if they let Under Soul run over two miles. Going on to Thursday, the big race on the day is the Stairs Hurdle. Paisley Park for Emma Lavelle has been absolutely fantastic this year. I'm hoping for our own uh, horse racing ambassador, Robbie Power, that the ground comes up somewhat good for Super Sunday, who finished second in the contest last year. But Paisley Park is a worthy favourite. And then, of course, on the Friday, it is the big one. It's the Gold Cup. We do have presenting Percy, who's trained in Galway by Pat Kelly. He'll be ridden by Davy Russell. He's only had the one run this year, Jerry, and it's been over hurdles. We haven't seen him jump a fence in a race so far, so it's not the best preparation. Um, looking at the other horses, Clandes Oboe for Paul Nichols. He's done nothing wrong winning the King George and won at Ascot last time. And it's amazing. Willie Mullins has never won the Gold Cup. He's got four horses going for him. I think probably the best two are Bells Hill and Kenboy. But with the rain that's due to fall, Jerry, I think last year's winner, Native River, will pull it up. And I think anything who finishes in front of him will win the Gold Cup. And I'm hoping it is presenting Percy. But it's going to be one hell of a week at Cheltenham next week. Looking forward to it, Leon. And we'll talk again next Friday. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. That's Leon Blanche there from Boyle Sports, bringing to an end late lunch on this International Women's Day. Eddie Caffrey's up next with The Drive. I want to say a big thank you to my producer, Louise Walsh, to you, our listeners, who join us every day and our guests on the show through the week. We'll be back with a brand new week of late lunch from half one Monday. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Dundalk. Test drive the all-new fully electric Renault Zoe and the all-new Renault 1.3 Petrol Cajar today. With finance arranged within the hour, there's never been a better time to visit Blackstone Motors in a relief road Dundalk. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.